Hi, this is Jerry Lanska back on the Anointed Nachos podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Hearing God's Voice series. Thank you for being a patron and continuing listening to the Word of God. I'm so excited about this series. There's so many ways that God speaks to us. There's so many ways that he's spoken to me that I'll give as examples throughout the series. And I just want to say that God wants to speak to you more than you want him to. He loves talking to his people. And I will explain more about that in the word. Let's just jump in to hunger part two. I have a question for you. How hungry and thirsty are you for God? Are you seeking him as you would a hidden treasure? Let's look at Psalm chapter 42, verse 1. Also one of my favorite hymns from the past. The verse says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. The deer is thirsty, always searching to be refreshed. How much are we searching for God to be refreshed with the water of the word? For our spirit man inside to be refreshed. Just think about how much time you spend in God's presence, praying, seeking him, reading his word. How much are you chasing after him? We want to be a God chaser, not just hearing about God, not just learning about him, but chasing after him. Psalms 63 verse 1 says, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in a parched and weary land where there is no water. So we want to be crying out for the Lord. Spiritually speaking, we can become dry and need refreshing on a regular basis. That's the way God designed us. We need to keep coming back and getting in the word, letting it wash us, letting it cleanse us, letting it correct us and change us and become more like Christ in the way we think, in the way we act. The word of God is what cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So we want to be clean. We want to be living holy. And we need to seek after the Lord, not just for what he's done, but because of who he is. We have to understand we're not always just seeking after something from the Lord. Like, Lord God, I need this. Lord God, I need that. It's coming before him and worshiping him because he's the king of kings. You understand that he created us. He created everything, everything we see, everything we are, every person we know. Everything good is from the Lord above, the word says. We want to seek after him and have a relationship with our creator. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through 46 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. So we need to realize the treasure that we have in the Lord and in his word. 
How tightly do you hold on to something special? Think about just normal everyday things in your home, whether it be money or jewelry or something you purchase that just has great value or sentimental value even to yourself. Like how much do you treasure that? Sometimes we put things in cases, in protection, in sleeves, in boxes, like something that's going to protect it or even hidden in a safe so no one can find it and steal it. Just think about how much do we really treasure the word and the Lord in our hearts? Psalms chapter 119 verses 103 through 104 says, How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. So the word gives us understanding and just tasting it is sweeter than honey. Just think of the guys that were on a road, on the road to Emmaus, on the story when Jesus rose again and he appeared to these guys on the road and was just chatting with them, but they didn't realize that it was Jesus at first. They just talked about, you know, God and, and the scriptures. And then after Jesus revealed himself, who he is, and he disappeared, they're like, didn't our hearts burn within us as he spoke the scriptures to us? Like, our hearts should be glad, they should be excited when we hear the word of God and not think, oh, I've heard that before, you know, I've, I've tried that, or, you know, I don't really have time for that, I need, to, I need to get this other thing done. We should be excited when we get to have time with the word of God. We need to understand that God wants us to hear from him. Matthew chapter 11, verse 15 says, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So he's calling out. Everyone who can listen, just come here. I have things to say. I have understanding for you to get. Come to me, and I'm going to speak to you. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. So just think that the Lord saved mankind through Noah on the ark and his family because Noah walked with God. God trusted Noah to handle bringing humanity into the new earth when all the creatures came out of the ark like he was entrusted to repopulate the earth and take care of it and god knew that he can trust him because they walked in fellowship noah knew god's heart god knew noah they talked to each other that's how god wants our lives where we can commune with him we can get ideas from him because he created us and he has the plans for us he wants to talk to us about those things. I mean, just think about when Noah built the ark. God gave him the exact dimensions and told him all the materials needed to build the ark. He gave him specific things to do. And God has the same things for us. We don't have to figure everything out. God will tell us. God will speak to us and tell us what's next and how to do it. I like Jacob, a man who chased after God in Genesis chapter 32 verse 22 through 31 
I'm just going to read in verse 22. It says, During the night Jacob got up and took his two wives and his two servant wives and his eleven sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. So in this instance, it's an angel, and and it's just describing him as a man in this scripture. But it's an angel that came, and Jacob knew it. In verse 25, it says, When the man saw that he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip, and it wrenched out of its socket. And the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. And then the angel said in verse 28, Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him, for now you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. So Jacob, though, like he didn't want to let this guy go until he got blessed. He knows that God is a good God and a God of blessing. And he was holding on to this man and wouldn't let him go until he blesses him. He's chasing after the Lord. I love that. One thing to know that we need more of in our life is peace and quiet. Quietness is a key to hearing the voice of the Lord. Psalms chapter 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. All too often, if it's just quiet at home or in the car or at work, like we're feeling like something needs to be on. We need some music. We need some TV on. We need some noise here. We just condition ourselves to think that it's awkward or uncomfortable if it's just calm and quiet. I've known people that just wake up and play some loud, heavy rock music and say it's how they get going in the morning. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with music, and music's good if you have it on to just create a good atmosphere, especially praise and worship music in the background. It creates a peaceful environment. It really does. But the thing is, what I'm talking about is always feeling like you need to be doing something. Always need something on. Always have to be on your phone to, you know, you got five minutes. Let's pull out your phone and swipe through stuff. And you just never sit still and just sit in peace and quiet. A lot of times when I drive my car, I'll listen to music, but sometimes I'll just turn it all off and it's peace and quiet and I'll talk and pray to the Lord. And a lot of times that's where I get ideas and I feel like I get settled on things in my spirit. When I put those quiet times in place with the Lord and not feel like I always have to drown out the quietness with loud music and keep my brain moving. Quietness is key. Now, in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 through 24, Enoch had a close fellowship with God, and he walked and talked with God. This is great. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, 24 walking in close fellowship with God. And then one day he disappeared because God took him. What a cool story that Enoch just lived so close with God, he just went straight to heaven. He walked real close with God. You know, what is your hunger level? Where are you with your walk with the Lord? How much do you try to speak with him and hear from him? 
you know, I want to tell you a quick testimony of how I got to be where I am as far as hearing the Lord and understanding the scriptures. You know, there's there was a time when I was walking in a church and I didn't hear a lot about miracle stories that I read about in the Bible. Like no one's talking about them. And I spoke out to the Lord in my heart. I was by myself and I just said, Lord God, why don't we hear about these miracle stories today? I want to hear. I want to see these things. Like I just knew that there's got to be something more that God has to be doing miracles still. And then not too many years later, I was in a church and I was seeing miracles before my eyes. Like someone got prayed over. Cancer disappeared out of their body. Someone else was prayed over. One of their eyes that they were blind in opened up and they could see in their eyes. Like I was seeing miracles almost every week. And I was just sitting there thinking, Lord God, how did I get so lucky? Because so many people don't see miracles happen and they don't even believe that it can happen. How did I get in such a cool place? And immediately the Lord gave me a vision. So this is another topic that I'll be sharing with on another podcast about visions and dreams. But God gave me a vision in my in my mind. He opened up like a video picture in my mind and I could see myself asking that question in a previous church. I was asking, Lord God, how come I can't see miracles today? Where are the miracles? He showed me that and then he spoke immediately into my heart and said, it's because you had a hunger for these things that I brought you to this place. So God spoke to me. He showed me a video image in my mind. I could clearly see my past, where I was when I asked this question. And then he spoke to me with the still soft voice in my spirit, another way that he speaks. And he told me because of my hunger, I am where I am. You know, that really opened up my eyes, understanding more about we really do get what we're hungry for, what we chase after. You know, the word says that the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. And especially when we're seeking after the Lord, wanting to know more of the truth in the word. You know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. We have to understand that Jesus never changed. He's still doing the same things that he did that we read about in the Bible. And he wants to do those things through you, by the way. And I've just began to understand more that when we get hungry, God will give you your desires. If you have questions, God will answer those questions. He'll bring you to places in the word that help you understand those things and even bring people in your life, including pastors and evangelists and others to help you understand the things that you're seeking about the Lord. And the Lord will talk to you himself. And that's what this series is about. The Lord will bring you to places and speak to you. Why does God want to speak to me, you might ask? Because he created you. He created us to walk and talk with him. He didn't just leave us out here on the earth to figure everything out on our own and hope that we might get things right once in a while. He wants us to be successful in everything we do, every part of the plan that he has for our future. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, 
for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Think about that. We are God's masterpiece. That means that God fine-tunes our lives to be perfect the way that he wants them to be. But we have to allow that. We have to let him. You know, if he's the potter and we're the clay, we have to let him mold us and shape us into what he wants us to be. The time is now. God has big plans for you, so do everything you can to be able to hear from him and get direction in your life. I have a few actions for you to do. Action number one, think about all the things that you do throughout the week. What are the top things that take up most of your time and energy and your thoughts? Think about how you can spend more time talking with the Lord about these things in your life so that he can help you to be more successful at these things, whether that be at work, whether that be with your family, ministry stuff at church, projects and hobbies that you work on, the things that you spend a lot of time in. Set some time aside to pray to the Lord about those things, and he'll give you ideas to help bring those to a higher place, a higher level, more successful. I'm telling you that he wants you to be more successful than you do. Action number two, write down Ephesians 2 verse 10 on a piece of paper or on your phone and read it throughout the week multiple times. Get it inside of you that you are God's masterpiece. He created you and he wants to work on you. So allow him to keep molding and shaping you because you are very valuable to him. Action number three, to pray. Tell the Lord that you want to hear from him more often and that you want clear direction for every area of your life. Let's pray right now. Lord God, I just thank you for all of the people listening right now that they want to hear your voice more clearly and more often and in multiple ways. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they surrender to you more, that they talk to you and pray about the different things that they have going on in their life to get you more involved with everything. I pray that more success comes as they learn to develop a spiritual ear to hear your voice to speak to them, and to understand that you want to speak to them through dreams and visions, speaking to them through the Holy Scriptures and through other people, and also learning what voices not to listen to and to cut out of their lives. Thank you, Lord, for this series. I just pray that it's going to bless people as we get into the different types of ways that you speak to people. Let this come alive in their hearts. Let them be excited that you want to speak to them more so they can say that they heard you clearly and they're going to do the things that you want them to do to be successful. Thank you, Lord. I praise your holy and mighty name. Amen. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to jump into more topics in this series. Until then, God bless you. Anointed, not chose, stuck in.